0: Yeah, hey, like your shirt too, Benny. What's Benny's shirt?
1: Mm,
2: you'll I have to wait tell. and see. You'll have to wait until he comes back, and then this is all you're gonna have to wait until we all come back. This is this is probably the most appropriate intro ever because now we're all just gonna leave and then come back. And here I am. There you are talking to myself. Everyone has left.
0: Welcome to episode eighty-four. Okay. What up, Doug? Welcome back, everybody. Are you Thanks doing for my me. welcome
2: for me? I on started it. the 84th it. episode of the Belligerent Beavs podcast, Woo! the Randy Moss episode. Yeah. You are taking this from me. You got Moss. Uh, I just literally and figuratively and mentally and spiritually got mossed by <laughs> my beautiful co-host on the ones that dudes. J.P. Bertram, John Patrick Bertram that's really all the names you have it's, it's it's hard to do up to your nickname announcement for you like this like do for benny um, yeah. and we even have more nicknames for benny now mm, as, uh, right as, on. as we have aliens visiting our our planet who are, are clearly in, in cahoots with uh benjamin lawrence sebastian we aka benny with the good quaff. the aliens are here to get that good quaff, and uh we're gonna, they we're gonna can't have it. Way. They can't. They can't. They don't have the hair. Did you see Independence <laughs> Day? Almost zero follicles on any of those talkers. <laughs> Lots of tentacles, no follicles. Uh, but also, Betty Blastoff, as I coined on Twitter today, he's Ooh. wearing an Andre Nicotina killer whale yes. shirt. Bringing, mm-hmm. oh my God. Can we just sell that shirt on belligerentbeevs.com slash merch? <laughs>
3: You know how long it took me to find this shirt? I was like, there has to be. At first, I thought Andre Nicotino would have something alluding to the Kill a Whale song. Right. But he He, doesn't.
2: He's remained, like, he's not, like, totally underground. But, like, he's pretty anti-mainstream, I would say. Yeah,
3: that's true. Um, But it was, like, in the deep, dark corners of Etsy where they had, like, one of each size (laughs) that I found the shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah, it Etsy, took me a while. Etsy
2: uh, rabbit holes are pretty fun places to go.
3: Yes, they are. I've, like, only recently discovered how great Etsy is. Really? Well, I mean, I feel like when it first started and I heard about it, it was, like, people knitting scarves and putting it on Etsy and, like, Stuff like that, which I wasn't like bead a a bead necklace. You
2: you have so many skills. Like we're six months away from you like knitting your own line of shit and (laughs) stuff.
3: I but like the stuff that they have is it is cool stuff. It's like almost like boutique clothing to Mm -hmm. a certain degree.
2: Right, shout out to super uh, independent. Our guy Scott Erling, Scott's Beaver Dam sells his working on Etsy. So if you go to Beaver Dam Workshop on Etsy. Uh, I don't know if Scott has anything available right now, but does uh, will will commission stuff. So if you have a uh, reasonable woodworking request scott can probably hook you up yeah i don't i don't use the bottle opener he made for us that often because i realized i don't drink beer out of the bottle at home very often well i don't want to break but it
0: i don't want to like mess with the the it's wood not gonna and art. break no, well everything i don't want to like i don't want to scratch perfect.
2: it oh you won't i will you'll, but you'll, you won't. Sc- you'll scratch the metal but it's so metal it is so so metal and so meta. up <laughs> Oh, a double whammy. Mm. Wow. Uh, speaking of uh, double whammies, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs won their second Super Bowl yesterday. Um, I ate wings and drank beer while watching it and watched it without much of a rooting interest. I imagine as fans of a team more recently defeated by the Philadelphia Eagles, the two of you were, were pleased with uh, how it worked out. But I was—I thought we won't talk about the Super Bowl much here. We do need to talk about it a little bit, though, because we are a sports podcast and the Super Bowl is
3: a sporting event.
2: I, I'd say it's a fairly watched sporting event. <laughs> it's not an sure. Oregon state gymnastics meet at gill type sporting event, but it's, it's the there. super bowl of football. It's close. It's close. Yeah, definitely. But I thought I, I, I thought it was, I, I got what I wanted. I want a good close game. Uh, some people are complaining about the refs. I thought it was fine. <laughs> the way the game was refed. the game, the way the game ended, I thought was fine. I'm happy that my dude, Jarek McKinnon got a ring and yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. And I ate a bunch of wings while watching it too. So that made it.
3: Fun. So the one of the best lines uh, in TV history that I've ever seen was expressed last and it wasn't on the Fox broadcast of the Super Bowl though. It was on a TikTok. The, be- the best of something it was, wasn't
2: on Fox. How shocking. It was, yeah,
3: it was a TikTok of Patrick Mahomes senior walking by and someone oh. goes, Philly. And he goes, Philly,
2: what? Philly blunts. And then he just walked <laughs> away. Yeah, you mean you mean Minnesota twins, (laughs) immortality, Pat Mahomes Sr. (laughs) This is the closest we'll get to winning a Super Bowl, Benny. You're welcome, Kansas City. You're welcome,
0: (laughs) Benny. Wait, did you use a little? Did you use a regular size lighter? Yeah, my big
3: lighter ran out. It's the first lighter I've ever had, ever in the history of my life, run out of fuel. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what? Well, it's because you can't true. lose it because it's three feet long.
3: That's right. I lose all of my. They like end oh, up in my true. pockets yeah. in the washer or whatever. I just yeah. gotta
2: say, we're we're not even to the vices and substances segment yet. Benny, the way you just lit that joint was one of the classiest things I've ever seen in my life.
3: Oh, thanks! It uh, I had big shoes to to step into with Mr. Patrick Mahomes Senior. You,
2: you, you, and Pat, right after making a Philly blunts reference. Yeah, uh, we're. I don't. I'm. I i do not even care to know what that. Uh, that is rolled in. We're just gonna say it's a Philly blunt. So, mm. uh, so <laughs> yeah. you, and yeah. Mahomes, you and Pat Mahomes Sr. celebrated the exact same way. And, Together. And that Pulling means hands. progress. Yes. And that means excellence. And we are all about excellence.
0: What was your favorite uh, Super Bowl commercial? Ooh. Oh, gosh. What was I it? I
2: always forget. <laughs> Actually, I don't even think I can pick one out because –
3: the The women's flag football league one was good. That was very really like well done, one.
2: actually. I, I I like that one. God, there was one that had me laughing really hard. Someone was like, I think I missed it, but someone this morning was just like, "Well, Michael Jordan's commercial was hilarious," and I was like, "Michael Jordan had a commercial?" Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't see I must that, I, really? I, I must have been peeing or something. Yeah, when Jordan <laughs> when Jordan had a commercial, but. But how about that
3: halftime show? I'm so meh about uh, Rihanna. Are you? Yeah. Like, hey, are, are, I, I you, just... are
2: you meh about the halftime show? Or are you no, meh about Rihanna in general? No,
3: I was meh about Rihanna. Like, How are you mad it.
2: about Rihanna?
3: I just like it's, I could not have named one of her songs before that's, the halftime that's, show. That's, that's on your you. fault. But, yeah. but, but, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, but when she played them, I recognized them. And that halftime show blew me away. I think it was the best halftime so, show so that I've you ever were, seen. You were
2: trying to admit fault and growth as a person. And me and JP just didn't allow you that moment because no. yeah, we just, had to jump on you. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. It's Okay, we're normally so subdued and let each other talk on this podcast <laughs> i
3: uh yeah i just thought that it was really incredible and uh just, it really, really made me respect her a, a lot lot more she she killed it she dude did. when she
0: floated up on that little platform i was kind of worried i was actually really worried dude, i yeah I, I started halftime uh giving my kids a bath and so I had it I had it on in the bedroom so I you could kind of keep an eye on the a kids. Dad. No, I had so I could see the kids with my right eye and then the halftime performance with my left eye. Like a hammerhead. <laughs> I was like a hammerhead watching <laughs> like, from yeah. two different directions. Shout out <laughs> McMenimans. <laughs> yeah, shout out McMenimans. Uh, so I kinda missed the beginning and then I we we I was trying to get them, you know, done quickly so they can go watch the rest of the halftime and then we go downstairs and Annie's like if you guys been watching the halftime show she's like all intently watching and i'm like kind of
2: it's pretty good she's like rihanna's pregnant <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that big like, surprise what that's maybe the best flex i've ever seen is just yeah. doing the halftime Except show for, pregnant going up on a
0: platform like a hundred yards
2: into the sky when Dude, you're pregnant. No
3: kidding. And it was yeah. people that d- weren't talking about the fact that it was a see-through floor that she was on, too. That would be so scary. I'm right. so nervous when it comes to heights. And that, I was like, yeah, my knees were getting weak just watching it's, that. It's
2: incredible because she crushed the Super Bowl halftime show. And on that platform also crushed uh, every level of Super Smash Brothers 64 at the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's saw uh, that.
2: So good.
0: You guys, we didn't, so we didn't answer the best, Your favorite Super Bowl commercial.
2: I, I honestly don't know. I, I didn't right. really pay attention. And there's there's ones about dogs that I think people enjoyed or were concerned about. Uh, I don't know. Wait, there was a Budweiser one that was really funny. I
0: might have missed that one. But the one that I really thought was well done, Benny, was the Amazon dog commercial.
3: Yeah, I've I've heard good things about that. Good job, um, Benny.
0: Yeah, Yeah, way to produce that one, Benny. Way to be mm -hmm. in
2: charge of that all the time. And it it featured your dogs. Yeah, Bezos, please make the checkout to Belligerent Beeves LLC. All,
3: all of that is true. I directed,
0: starred, well, my dog starred, and I actually wrote the piece as well. Nice. On ChatGPT. It was amazing <laughs> yeah. how fast you came up with that yeah. In the screenplay.
1: Yeah.
3: They didn't keep in the last part of it that said, see Terry. No,
0: it did <laughs> not. It did not. I thought that uh, Jesus has a hell of a Super Bowl ad budget, but he. No kidding. There were
2: that same campaign had ads all over the Minnesota Wild game tonight. I have to be honest. I smoked so much during the Super Bowl (laughs) yesterday
3: (laughs) that I had to be reminded multiple times that, like, hey, the commercials are something that we should watch. I went onto my phone almost every time that there was a commercial. (laughs)
2: That's that's a reactionary thing, though. Just like your body, it's like, all right, now it's check Twitter. Uh, go to the fridge, go to the bathroom.
0: And then, because of those Jesus commercials, you reconfirmed to uh,
2: Catholicism. I'm so (laughs) sorry. Benny actually started his own megachurch last night. (laughs) (laughs) And he watched uh, every single episode of The Righteous Gemstones for inspiration. (laughs) Yes! Such a good show. (laughs) I I fucking love that show. Uh, Well, I don't want to get caught up on the Super Bowl here, because this is a podcast about Oregon State sports, Oregon State athletics, and Oregon State culture. Uh, about uh, the uni- the best university in the world that some call the Harvard of the Pac-12, and uh, located in Corvallis, Oregon, which many people, most people, all people refer to as the Paris of the Pacific Northwest. The last thing I want to talk about on the Super Bowl is that the NFL kind of does this. I feel like it's one in every four or five Super Bowls where they'll talk about how technologically advanced the grass is and that this grass was grown on some grass farm for 2 years, for 2 years in like the, the fucking like Yucatan or in like the Swiss Alps or wherever like the greatest grass in the world is supposed to be and then and dudes were just slipping all over the fucking place.
3: You know where the grass needs to come from.
2: Yeah, the grassy (laughs) capital of the world, baby. The grassy Grassy capital capital. of the world. Exactly.
0: I didn't see these turf problems when uh, the grassy capital of the world provided the turf for the World Cup. Yeah. I didn't see that either.
2: Yeah. Seemed like pretty good, solid grass to me at the World Cup. Which just tells me we need to be more grateful, even though I know we don't have grass at Reeser Stadium. We should. We We really should. We really should. Yeah, we should. Given the adjacency to the grass. It's 2023. (laughs) It's time (laughs) to put grass in Reeser Stadium. stadium.
3: What if that was the big surprise? What year was it
2: when you took grass out to be futuristic? What
0: big surprise?
3: Well, like if they had a big surprise during the day. Did you just leak something? Oh,
0: Benny Scoops.
1: <laughs>
3: Dude, if <laughs> I had that knowledge, Orange, I would, would Cooper, tell everyone Cooper, Cooper Scooper, Ryan Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that would be a cool a cool thing to add on to the festivities of a new stadium. Walking in and be like, oh, shit, we have oh, natural guess. grass
2: now. It's grass. Actually, yeah. it's it's sand. We're, we're, we're a sand volleyball team now. JP <laughs> would get excited about that. He would yeah. be starting. Uh, yeah. But no, we have uh, incredible turf at Research Stadium. Soon to have an incredible all-new West Side at Research Stadium. And Beaver Street, which might include us drinking the first beer on Beaver Street. Jury's still out on the on that development, but probably, probably, should be, <laughs> sanctioned or not, don't worry about it. But <laughs> there uh, Stadium's in the news for other reasons. And that is because starting in 2023, Research Stadium is pulling up its big boy pants and mm. really old archaic policies are being put out to pasture. There is one group of people I will apologize to for this, and that is current Oregon State students who now cannot re-enter Reser after entering Reser with their ticket for the game. Uh, As the Oregonian put it, a long-standing tradition is coming to an end. Uh, The way I put it is uh, Pac-12 football stadium finally grows the fuck up and (laughs) doesn't have... Archaic uh old luxury, I guess, in place. A lot of people are mad about uh this rule that starting in the this season, 2023, uh no more re-entry at Research Stadium. Yeah. You are going out to the parking lot at halftime to smash some beers, have some jello shots, do whatever. That's out. Anything well, well
0: it's in unless you but
2: you're watching fireworks, you're not watching the game. You're watching yeah. fire, or you're sneaking in somehow. Which is probably still possible. I Buying won't tell a second you how ticket. to do it, but I'll tell you that you can do it. Or buy a second ticket. That's another thing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I kind of thought this was coming. <laughs> when I first heard about it, I was like, wait, <laughs> reentry is still a thing. <laughs> I, kinda, I thought that ended when we were in college. Uh, but I guess I was mistaken with that. And I know people enjoy it. I'm not trying to shit on people who have enjoyed it or diminish your experience. I am just trying to convey that this was kind of a nothing burger for me when I heard this news and think it's pretty consistent with most entertainment venues on the planet on most levels.
0: Well, I think we solved our own problem and not created a new problem. And it it isn't that we have... Restricted re entry. It's that we sell alcohol in or yeah. Stadium. Right. And that development's been there for four years outside of the club level. Has it done it for like a decade or so on, right. the, uh, on the east side? But it made sense. People would leave at halftime. They would drink and tailgate before. They'd be feeling good. Halftime, they're feeling a little sluggish. They're feeling kind of tired. It's kind of cold now. Yeah. Let's go back to the tailgate. Let's have a couple more drinks. Let's have some food. Let's head back to the stadium. I mean, that alone is reason enough to lock the doors once you're inside because the the beer and wine and uh, booze scene in Reese are now and where it's going to be even next year with the Beaver Street edition and all the it new seats. Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. So stick
2: around, enjoy your beverages there. Right, and and the most important facet is is the bathrooms. And the bathroom facilities have been massively upgraded. Yes. <laughs> mm. So all in all, I don't find this to be a negative other than
0: than interrupting traditions that only existed because out of necessity. And not because it's better. It's just they had no, no other it's option. <laughs> so- you know, also,
2: and I have like if, if you're some if you've a season ticket holder for twenty years and you've gone out at halftime and done whatever you wanted to do every single game you've been to, then like I'm I'm not trying to call you a Shitty Beaver fan or anything by that. No. But also it was it was a trend. It was a thing. Even at good games against good teams with good crowds, the atmosphere sucked in the second half until like three minutes left in the third quarter. Like yeah. people were still it, it, you, time is 15 minutes. You don't get to your car. <laughs> smash whatever you need to smash take care of whatever business you need to take care of and are back to your seat within 15 minutes that is a 45 minute journey no matter what
0: yeah and that's not counting the fans who stayed in the stadium and went to the concessions at halftime went to use the restroom at halftime in the stadium Mm -hmm. and there i mean that still takes time so Yeah, this is great for the team. It's great for the. Honestly, the school and the donors stepped up. They're they're handing us as as general fans, a, Mm -hmm. a very state of the art gem of the conference, maybe gem of the country college football Ooh, stadium aggressive yeah we like should it. we should go the extra mile yeah. to be open to supporting that venture yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: right. I, like i was somewhat
3: confused by this announcement i really like i thought that most schools had this policy where you could leave at halftime or leave whenever and come back in so i didn't realize that oregon state was one of the few schools that didn't allow that but i for me, this makes us better as a football team, and because like the Beaver Dam did leave a vast majority of them, at least did, um, and do for most most half times, and, and like Terry said, I, like the second half, we would always have such low crowd noise. There was and, always a and,
2: trickle in of about you know eight right the game time.
3: I, I mean, even when you had some of the people come back, because you'd have people that just left it at halftime that I think had all the intention of of. Of coming back but having the beaver dam there for the whole time makes our football team better (laughs) so like yeah i i don't know how you could i mean i i I see the other side of being against it i just think that if it makes our
2: football team better then you have to sort of support that decision i only tolerate that argument from current students who are broke (laughs) and can get you know free jello shots (laughs) at tailgates and shit like that at halftime if you're a if you're a (laughs) grown-up Come on, pay pay for two ten dollars Coors Lights at this inside the stadium, like an adult, <laughs> and help support the school. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my, this that's my point. This is big time college athletics. It's consensus everywhere. Well, what are the I mean, schools it's, that it's, still I, allow
0: it? It's Stanford and somebody else in the pack I don't even
2: that, – that even felt like uh, – like that was – the reporting on that was a little conflicted because someone – another story said Stanford didn't um, and that like Washington State and Cal
0: did. But also like the reentry policy at Stanford Stadium is probably in place because have you seen the crowd at Stanford Stadium? Yeah, yeah true. They please, need it. Please come
2: back. Yeah.
0: I don't want to be loped (laughs) into that. I don't want to be like, of course they need re-entry. They need all the fans they can get. Like, that's not what we're about. And, like, we've been proving that for the last couple of seasons, especially. Yeah. So... I think we just keep it rowdy keep it loud and enjoy the halftime show
2: man enjoy the band and the most obvious part of it is that it is because of money and it keeps you inside and you spend money on the concessions of course alcohol inside everything's about money and Terry, that is why, don't, just because you can, work for I, free no, i'm not hey okay that was that was twice and not relevant to this conversation and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I with you, But it's like people who are mad about this, like you can't be mad like that Oregon State gets outpaced by like Oregon or Washington or another school in terms of marketing and then also complain about being kept inside during halftime to spend money on one more beer or one more hot dog or whatever. Like It's all a fucking arms race. It's all part of the capitalistic machine that is big-time college athletics. Oregon yeah. State has to keep pace. Let's not be mad about this when we go into this season. We have an awesome team coming back next year, uh, a brand-new stadium opening up, a very anticipated season for a lot of reasons. Let's not like write hate mail to Morgan state <laughs> athletics let's not slide DMs complaining about shit uh they worked very hard to put a pretty special facility together and it was a long time coming benny you were there before you know you're at parker stadium when it was temporary bleachers on like both sides of shit <laughs> now we finally we finally have a stadium that's like on par with every other school it might not be as big, but it's dope and it's going to be cool and it's going to be loud and opposing teams are going to hate playing in it. And fans are going to love to visit it. Yeah, yep. Beaver Street's going to be tight, so hang out in Beaver Street and don't fucking complain about it. I
3: I, I think just to sort of anticipate or, or just reiterate what I've heard and seen, the argument for non-students would be like, hey, this is a tradition at halftime. We it's go out a, to our tailgate and blah, blah, blah. But to, but to that point, I would say, come up with a new tradition. Yeah, they, they're sure. going to have Beaver Street. They're going to have different little bars throughout the stadium. And so meet up with your group at one of those places um, and and make a new tradition. And I, I think that that's just, I get the argument, but at the same time, it's... just come up with a new tradition. Yeah.
2: And also if you don't want to pay sneak booze in, it's happened a million times at research stadium in the past and it can keep happening. Be creative. Use that Oregon state Beaver nation intuition, ingenuity and everything and creativity. You'll be fine. Yeah. This is a good thing. Beaver fans. This is a good thing.
0: Well, I, I have to also point out that I'm fairly certain that it's been a long withstanding rule um, at gill coliseum and at least at goss stadium that there is no re-entry so this isn't like a new concept to oregon state athletics it has been
2: applied previously in other sports they barely even had stands at goss it wasn't re-entry there wasn't even entry yeah we had a goddamn <laughs> national championship team and <laughs> we could barely even get in
1: <laughs> we had to climb a
2: chain link fence and sit in a batting cage. So, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Programs making money. It's a more fruitful endeavor and it's going to look tight. So, I'm excited. Uh, let's get into the Reagan Pierce segment uh, for, 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 for this. Oh, there is we we've got notes we've got notes on notes on notes uh for for the for this episode so we really got to get into this uh beer segment and then get into the team by team section as well uh benny you look classier than jp and i with your vice of the week uh so let us know what is keeping you occupied mentally and get, giving you some creative juices this evening
3: it's a uh a joint um <laughs>
2: The type that you smoke, yep,
3: <laughs> and it's working very well.
2: Did you buy one joint to you Anna with Nick Swordson's friend? <laughs> yeah. They asked me if I just wanted to die, but I said, no, I just want the giant, please. I, I need a Geo Metro. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very specific reference. Uh, shout out yes. Nick Swartzen and anyone who recognizes Nick Swartzen quotes. All right, great. Yeah, yeah well, keep, enjoy. And yeah, no, thanks. Joe Pondre and shirt, by the way. Yeah, thank you.
3: I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: JP, you've got something up there in Portland. I don't know if I think I've had this what? one on the show, right? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had maybe. this like last week, maybe. The blueberry cobbler muffin. You didn't have no. it last week,
2: but you've had, I don't even know if you've had that. Is
0: that the same as blueberry muffin? A blueberry
3: cobbler muffin.
0: Wait, so I did not have this on the show? I must have dreamt it. I swear mm. to God, I had it. I had
3: talked think about so. this, Dude, okay. I dream about great notions too. Well, okay. J-
2: JP dreams about the show, Betty. Yeah, <laughs> this, is all, this is all he does. I had the funniest joke of the episode. <laughs> Terry didn't say a word. It was amazing.
1: <laughs>
2: Sorry, JP. Go ahead. I've
0: had this before on the show. I'm just kidding. I, have, I don't know if I have. I really don't know if I
1: have. So I'm going to say
2: it again. <laughs> so it's the yeah, blueberry, cobbler it, yeah, yeah, blueberry cobbler muffin. Blueberry cobbler muffin. A cobbler and a muffin. And a blueberry. Yeah, so it's a collab, collab So good. all with... the food groups, all four of them. Dude, I swear I've said this already. It's
3: a collab with Southern Grist. Okay. Are you having Super Day Shabu right now? Oh,
2: my God. This is freaking me out. I mean, we've done 84 <laughs> of these, and you it did a no notion released. every I swear day. I, would, I swear I did this last week.
0: Okay, maybe I did I don't it. think so. You did not do this last week. Okay, well, it's a collaboration with Southern Grist. Brewing, which I think is in Tennessee, which I only remember because
2: I've said this right. before somewhere. And <laughs> there, there's there's been some Tennessee collabs, but that doesn't mean there's okay. So so <laughs>
0: Southern Grist uh, Brewing Company also does a blueberry cobbler, and uh, Great Notion obviously does their blueberry muffin. So they did a collab. To make a tart ale with blueberry cinnamon which is the new addition and natural and artificial flavors so it has that like standard blueberry muffin ale tart ale flavor and then you get a little bit of the spice afterwards so it's almost like two beers at the same time it doesn't really work together. Like, it doesn't taste like, oh, this is a cobbler muffin. But it tastes like a muffin, and then it tastes like a cobbler. And it's it's, it's okay. It's not as great. It's good. But it's not nearly as close to the, what the blueberry muffin was. By the way, this weekend I had Pliny the Younger for the first time. Ooh. I found it. What's that? That's a famous beer. That's a famous oh. beer from Russian River Brewing, bro. And it's, oh. it is. People wait in line for, like, overnight sometimes. <laughs> For the That's release, great man. yeah, I found it at Apex against Southeast on Division. So sou- shout out Apex. Uh, I will say, I this was my it was my highest rated my highest rated beer I've ever had. I gave it a four point eight out of five. It was.
2: Does like, that just imply that 5.0 doesn't exist for you then? This is like the holy grail of microbrews, and you gave it a 4.8.
3: Yeah. JP's waiting for like the angels to sing in the background as he takes the first sip of
0: this beer that's a five yeah. 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 And not even the angels. I just want those Jesus commercials
2: playing. No, <laughs> yeah. that that knocks off a full point for me. He gets us. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't get this round of beers, so uh doesn't do it, doesn't move the needle all whole lot for me anyways yeah
0: <laughs> uh Pliny the younger if you can find it i know it's at apex if you're in the portland area it was at abv in hillsborough it was previously at Beermongers in southeast as well it might be appearing um, in other places i don't know but If not, if you're not in Portland, go to Santa Rosa, go visit uh, Russian River Brewing while supplies last. That's cool. There's like that sort of level
3: of like exclusivity of something like just something that people enjoy. That's cool. Right. So we
2: should only record like one episode every like three years then from now on. Maybe. (laughs) We'd open up my schedule quite a bit. Uh, Yeah, you're telling me. I've I've got a bit of a, a all over the place uh, entry for the Reagan Beer segment uh, this week because my uh, my uh, cachet at home is is quite low. I didn't have I have zero beer in the fridge right now. Um, but uh, I did, as you all know, because you're good friends and you wished me well. I had a uh, I had a birthday this last week.
0: Yeah, I forgot.
2: Happy um, birthday again.
3: Yeah, happy you. birthday, Terry. Thank Harry.
2: you. Uh, Warriors, Kevin Durant, years old. That means thirty-five. Oh. Uh, or or Thunder, Kevin Durant. Or, or Suns. city, Kevin Durant. Or is, is he is he thirty-five again? Actually, yep. I actually haven't seen. his He's back. His threads out. He's back to thirty-five. Okay. Oh, oh he is going to be such a problem now. Seven wasn't working out. Uh, yeah. you, you, gotta, you gotta multiply that by five, Katie. Um, and my girlfriend Samantha got me a incredible, incredible gift. Uh, it's in two parts, um, it's a set of cocktail glasses, two of the glasses have this uh exterior the outline of oregon frosted over the rest of the glass Ooh. with one heart exactly Ooh. where corvallis is Ooh. nice exactly <laughs> exactly she found this and speaking of etsy this was an etsy purchase uh the other two and what i'm drinking out right now uh is a overall map of the campus of oregon state University. Oh, from Oregon, and as you can see, I've got some liquid in it that's making it a little bit tougher to see. No, but I see you it. Can, oh, there's a yeah, uh, the hyphy house somewhere in here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, classes, cool. my classes, were that I yeah. didn't
0: go to were also somewhere right. in yeah, there. Exactly.
2: Yeah, that's th- that's oh, this yeah. that's this side of the glass. Yeah, we don't need to worry about that at all. <laughs> um, and so that's dope. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. Love you, baby. That's a cool gift, Sam. With that is a very rems. cool gift. Don't my birthday is in one. like a month, not even three weeks. So Re- she's oh, trying to find I'll, me a I'll, birthday I'll, present. I'll, I'll have I'll have her get you the same gift with the same <laughs> card and everything. Um, and because uh, I am a loser with nothing cool in my uh, liquor cabinet or wine rack or fridge or anything, uh, the depths of my freezer had some of this left over from Kilgannon this year. I am drinking fireball out of this class oh it was the wow. only choice so i'm having fireball at 11 p.m on a monday night Central that's right time.
3: what would be your uh rating like how jp it, rates oh, yeah. Compare, how compared that be on
2: the whiskey scale it's it's on on the whiskey scale or on the other fireball scale uh com- compared to other whiskey it's maybe a 2.5 compared to other <laughs> fireball it's a 5.5 Five point mm. <laughs> five out of five.
0: They did kind of That's set the market. Works.
2: They did set the market, though. On all the Dude, other was, cinnamon people hate on Fireball, and like I, I get it. And cinnamon whiskeys, it's it's not it's not very appetizing. I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it to the extent that oh, I, can I like right Fireball. Now. Yeah. Dude, Fireball, when you're tailgating and it's like chilly outside, amazing. There's like not another whiskey I'd want. They're little bottles. You see that they're getting sued over their little bottles? D- this, why? this was poured from their little bottles because it's leftover from the little bottles I had. Oh, no. They're, why are they getting sued over <laughs> their little bottles? <laughs> so, yeah. So, according Am to. Am I going to uh, get sued? Is this the part of the podcast where I get sued? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> We haven't been sued yet. We're gonna get sued for so okay, fireball. Sick.
0: You might get in trouble. You might get in trouble for calling it whiskey. Oh Jesus! Oh. So according to the Washington Post, the the mini bottles of Fireball are, uh, or at least what they're reporting on a lawsuit, the mini bottles are not actually whiskey. There's, there's they don't actually even contain whiskey. Man,
3: what Karen brought that up to be like a a lawsuit. <laughs> like who would bring that up so it depends
2: where it depends where you bought it because it's like this was the one that was in the hollowed out fireball christmas ornaments so i'm sure it's only the classiest (laughs) batch of (laughs) fireballs
0: i i thought about this uh, right when this article came out and it's actually been out for about um, three weeks now what's funny is uh I was at like a 7-11 and at the register was a little a little you know display of Fireball the miniature yeah. ones and I'm like it like I had to do a double take cuz like somebody like me me who can buy you know booze at a gas station in California like it wasn't too out of the norm for what I was expecting but I had to remi- like, remind myself, like, wait, I'm in Oregon, and I'm at a 7-Eleven, not a liquor store. Like, what? why is this at the register?
2: Oh, because it's not whiskey?
0: I didn't think of it. And then, like, a week later, this article Ooh. came out. And it's malt liquor wait okay. fireballs malt liquor in the miniature ones fireballs
3: eat. fireballs closer to like old english than it would be well to beca- because
2: the actual like alcohol that's yeah. in the tiny bottles yeah small that, is small enough different like oh different levels or whatever. oh, oh, oh. Like yeah like pure whiskey would be too much alcohol to sell yeah. in a gas station in the state of oregon Got so what it. we should okay. do
0: theoretically is buy the
2: miniature bottle
0: malt beverage and buy a full bottle and do a taste tests in a shot blind Ooh. shot form.
3: Ooh.
2: Whatever this is, let's raise it as a toast because we need to move on. <laughs> uh, so whatever it is, beers that we've had, maybe once, twice, seventeen times before. Uh, joints that we got into you, with Nick Swartz in exchange for a Geo Metro, uh, or malt beverage, cinnamon whiskey, whatever. Not whiskey, Oregon's you're gonna get sued. Sl- oh, yeah, malt <laughs> whiskey flavored drink. Yeah, cheers, cheers, Reagan beers. Cheers, cheers, Reagan beers. Um, I think we should start with the diamond yeah start I think we should start uh forty minutes into the fucking episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not 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 a ton of dubs uh, across anywhere, so that's that that's kind of why we had to bullshit for a little bit longer. Um but Oregon State softball opens this season going two and three in the LSU Invitational. A bit of a mixed bag, but our our homie Sarah guess, had a great game to open the season. Fan six shut out New Mexico in a season opening victory. Uh, the pitching staff didn't have quite the same luck in the rest of the series, but uh, the, which two of those losses were to the host LSU Tigers, and they are ranked. I checked the polls today. Uh, it, they were they were at least ranked in every uh, ba- basically every preseason poll that I could find, uh, so that's a good team, and you want to see uh, Oregon State come away with wins against good teams coming off of a College World Series appearance. But uh, so some good, some bad, uh, some mixed bags. Were you were you guys able to to follow the action down in uh, Baton Rouge at all? Yeah,
0: I followed along the uh, the live scores. I did not see any of the uh, video. <laughs> I don't know what, really what to take from these early these early season it's tournaments. It's really hard. I was I was obviously very impressed with 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 Sarah's performances and and, and her uh, I think two appearances right, especially opening up the season. Clear, it's clear that uh, she's calm and cool in the circle and will be able to lead this team through some really really difficult matchups as the season progresses. I don't know what to take from this tournament. It's still it's like the sample size is so small. It is so small right. and it is the 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 dichotomy is too big where it's like feast or famine between every win and loss. And right. I I just don't know how to measure a team off of that. But like the dust will settle and these tournaments are just ways for them to iron out all the different kinks and to figure out who fits where. And I think I think that we'll we'll see another ranked team by the time we get back to the Mary Nutter Collegiate
2: Classic. That was a tournament where they really started making a move last year. Yes. And I feel yep. like we shouldn't spend another hour on Nutter Butters again. But So we- Nutter Butters. Ooh, yeah. we, we, we can when it comes around. Yeah.
0: In, in about <laughs> 11 days.
2: 10 days, 9 yeah. days. Depends when you listen to this. Depends
0: when I edit it. But yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah I mean, there's
3: there, there's a reason why like in uh like men's professional baseball, there's a spring training, right? Like, yeah, so yeah I can't think of another diamond sport that starts this early either. So, like, this is just working out the kinks and um, I don't think that we're going to be talking about February when it comes time for you know later on in the season.
0: And I see you D one softball already pulling them from your rankings. I see it.
2: I see yeah, it. They barely put them. In I rankings, know. And you know? now I see they're gone. Not happy. And it also sounded like you know like people like 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 Frankie Humudi, uh, Lays few same with Savannah Watley, uh, Grace Mesmer, Maddie Simon. A lot, a lot of a lot of players who were part of last year's team. So. It'll be fine. Yeah. I have faith in Laura burn And I have faith in the team. I have faith in Laura Berg too. Yeah. And they will head to Tempe slash Phoenix this weekend to play in the ASU Littlewood slash G-S- GCU Classic, which starts on Thursday, which is exciting. Uh, when you think of the other diamond sport, baseball or Oregon State baseball, you may have heard of it. They've they, they, they've they've won a uh, they've won a few trophies uh, a time or two in 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 the past. Uh, they are opening their season uh, down in uh, Surprise at Surprise Stadium, uh, which is within within 50 miles of Tempe. So Beaver fam, you can get down to Arizona and you can you can be within an hour of both teams playing. you can That's get the all most miserable
0: hour drive ever. Dude, we're trying to encourage people <laughs> to do this, JP. I
2: I, don't know that I'm trying. None, none of us are doing it, so get a very reliable <laughs> rental car. Like our, like our Escalade. Pay for the insurance. Have AAA. Yeah, get the black Escalade. Get, I, c- call, call the dude at Enterprise and be like, I want the Bebe's black Escalade. Like, well, we, we can get you a car that's already in Arizona. Like, no! No! I want, I want the one jp drove for <laughs> the solo war in november <laughs> that
3: was a super dope car it was <laughs>
2: sweet it was pretty <laughs> tough. um but so baseball it's been a long wait. <laughs> finally opening the season uh new mexico uc santa barbara and a powerhouse known as the university of minnesota in surprise arizona uh we we open the season in surprise and we usually win all the fucking games and i would expect the same and i will come back here on this podcast and be the first one to say why it's not a big deal even if they don't win all these games uh this (laughs) week so uh but i i i'm hopeful for a a big uh and no start just to sort of uh let let Mitch launch a missile at everyone who's been hating on this team or discounting this team. Um but yeah, nice. it should be I like that. Mitchell you know, launched a missile at him. A Mitch Mitchell a, Mi- yeah. a, a, um, a, a Mitchell missile. <laughs> his his name's actually missile canum. It's been oh, mispronounced yeah. all these years. a lot of people have a list. Lots like of people have lisps. lisps. Lots of people have Lisps. It's a it's a it's a real thing and a real condition and should be taken seriously. Anyway, Mitch launching a missile. Uh, that's it's it's just great to have baseball in the air again and to, to have the scene in action starting Friday.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. We just got doggy or just got done dogging on uh, Arizona, but that is one of the coolest parts about playing on the softball or baseball team is that they get to be done in Arizona this this time of year. I wasn't oh. dogging on
0: Arizona. No,
2: I was not dogging on. <laughs> it, I was the just dogging good, on the dry, good, hardworking people <laughs> okay. of Surprise, Please. Arizona. <laughs>
3: We we are in the same boat then, because being down in Arizona would be really, really, really cool. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, how both these teams progress early on, but again, it's really not not terribly concerned with the outcome of the games down there.
0: No, I think baseball yeah. has a little bit more of like a, I don't know, a indicator uh, of how this team goes, right? Like if 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 they come out of the gates really slow and they don't win. I don't know, three out of the four. Then I, I think I think I'll be a little bit more concerned because it's still essentially West Coast softball traveling to the South and playing against LSU. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's a lot different than playing UC Santa Barbara in Arizona, so. I, I hope to see. At well, least they're also three playing wins the, the golfers, you know, JP. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <they're... laughs> real tough, real tough baseball in Minnesota. What do
0: you guys call it? We travel down to Arizona during during winter. You guys are uh... yes,
2: yeah, snowbird, snowbird, snowbirds. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, snowbirds. I don't do it because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I stay here.
0: <laughs> they're not there to play
2: baseball. They're there for sunshine and yeah, warmth
0: on their bones that are still frigid. They're there
2: to try and get tan and get burned because their you
0: know, bones have hypothermia when they're sleeping in their beds. It's that cold in Minnesota, dude. Yeah, they'll still be thawing out that
2: first yeah. game. They'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll crack. Yeah, that's that's why. I- <laughs> Have have Brownie throw at every batter. Right on the way. hands, man. They just
0: shatter yeah. them from the fingertips Oh their guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like when Arya Stark stabbed the Night King at the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're just b- b- popping out like shattered light bulbs. <laughs> Speaking of oh. popping out like shattered light bulbs, how about some oh, hoops? Let's talk about <laughs> I, 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 nice. I I don't get that reference, but sure, let's talk about hoops. <laughs> um our uh, our favorite son and uh our favorite son's favorite son, Gary Payton the 2nd. Uh I I haven't been able to pay attention to the story the last day or two. Oh, he's a dub, baby. What- He's a dub, for sure? Oh, yeah. For sure. It's finalized. I was going to say, what fucking team does he play for? It's finalized? And yeah. poor the Trailblazers. So, Benny. So, here's what happened. Benny tried to trade you GP2 for a 1,000 second-round picks, and Benny lied to you about G- GP2's physical condition. Is that correct? Yep. That's how our listeners should interpret this? Yeah. Maybe they started
3: playing him a little bit early so they could pretend trade like him. he was better and then
2: trade him. Yeah. Mm. Is that a shrewd Damn. move, or is that pretty fucked up? <laughs> I think it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. It's like it's cheating the system. Dude, our listeners up.
2: in the Discord are so mad at the Blazers right now. Yeah. And I, well, I and I think, I, I, I agree them. with a
0: lot of what we what we've read or seen, and from our from our uh, pay, patrons and our Discord members, is that uh, you know. F- all the Blazer fans still say fuck the Warriors and what in their fans and I get that and that's okay. Yeah. Um
2: and that and I'm saying that. every, the, every single Warrior yeah, fan. And
0: the, I hate all of Yeah. Them. That's fine. <laughs> it, then, <laughs> hate hate all you want, man. Yeah. We've had it rough for most of my life. But <laughs> but this isn't really about like the fans and who's right or wrong. Not. Um what I think is The most troubling as a guy who likes the Blazers. And as long as they're not playing the Warriors, this is a bad look for the ownership and front office of the Blazers. Not the lying or or perceived lying or any of that, but it is the trickle of potential deception that other GMs will consider. And even worse, no matter how much is coming out now that Gary made it clear he wanted out of Portland, you don't trade your prized free agent signing in a market like Portland before a year of his contract is up You make that shit work. Or you're never signing another free agent, a popular yeah. free agent ever was again. Was he the,
2: and I love him, but was he the prize free agent acquisition? Yes. Who else was? Yes.
0: Uh, everyone else was really well,
2: acquired the, in the trade. Yes. Jeremy Grant trade was, I think, the biggest. Yeah. I'm I'm talking free awesome, agent. Yeah, The
0: Blazers have to build on trades, and that's been known, but then they get a guy like Gary Payton who had a, a phenomenal year,
2: who obviously- to the area. Ties the area the before
0: had had not really done a lot for uh longevity of his career he's worked his way up and up and up and up and up which is admirable right. in its own right and the blazers rewarded all of those things we just said as they rightfully should to try to get a guy who could be a difference maker at the right price and it didn't work out uh but it it looks so much worse that they were that quick to show him the door and not make it work. And I think that's inexperienced yeah. from a GM perspective. It's inexperienced from ownership perspective. And it has nothing to do with Gary. And I see all of you Beaver fans slash Blazer fans pinning this on Gary. And I won't forgive you. I will never forgive you. I
2: will, Sorry. I will never. Oh. I-
0: <laughs> you should take that threat seriously. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I don't know if you care, but you should take it.
3: A- <laughs> yeah. I, man, as a, as a blazer fan, like I do not follow the blazers as much as you follow the warriors. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm following it as closely as you, but from what I've read, like the blazers for, they should have known about this, this injury and they, they played it like they didn't. So um, I don't know how you could blame anyone other than the front office in this situation, Right. Like Gary just did what he was supposed to do. He got on the court and he was told to play. So he played and, um,
0: but I there's mean, also the I side of like the warriors are supposed to hold up this trade or they were considering it, but also like they, they had Gary on their team two weeks before he signed with the Blazers. So it's not like this injury could have occurred in those two weeks. So they must've known some, some severity of it. And I agree with all that. And I think that all of that's all speculative. But the fact of the matter is the Blazers gave up on their
2: prized top free agent signing less than four months after the season started. And like right after he got back from injury and started playing too. For picks. Yeah.
3: How many, how many games he didn't, he played like 18 games. games. Okay. All right. So he was playing earlier this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I am not a good look. That is for sure. And I, you know what? I was very happy if, if GPT was going to leave the Warriors and be successful somewhere else, it should be Portland. It should have been Portland. And yeah. getting the three-year deal, I was considering, and I'm glad I did not, and shout out uh, listener Scott. He also <laughs> was glad he did not buy a Gary Payton II Blazers jersey. Um, I was waiting for the carpet ones to come out for retail and then get a Gary Payton II one. Benny, you were the first person probably on the planet to have one of those uh pdx carpet jerseys this year somehow <laughs> yeah. but yeah i really wanted one of gary and then i'm glad i didn't my Man, favorite shout out you
2: gary i love you was that the the warriors on, on deadline day actually which was my actual birthday and just fyi trade deadline birthday is very fun that's not really something you can control but if you ever get the chance to have an nba trade deadline birthday i highly recommend it and the warriors acquired five second round picks for james wiseman and i think rerouting kevin knox a yeah. little bit and jp texts the group chat what are we going to do with five second round picks <laughs> and i said nothing probably or maybe draft five more Draymonds. <laughs> and jp said Yeah, that sounds good. And then five minutes after that, the Warriors traded those five second round picks for arguably your favorite non-current warrior (laughs) in, (laughs) in the NBA. And it was just a rush of just capital letters, all caps, caps lock from JP making zero sense whatsoever. And then Benny and super secret producer Skinder eventually coming to the news and just being like, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. And then our, our whole discord was like this fucking team. I hate the blazers. I hate the blazers so much. And I was just laughing.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I I don't think that uh, I would blame the player, or that wouldn't be my first conclusion to come to. That it is uh, the, the players, yeah, the players' fault in any of this, or like the fact that it's Gary's fault that he wanted out, um, given that he like he did he talk didn't talk some have... shit on
2: the way out. But maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. Blazer, yeah, that's
3: power. that's I, I'm siding with the player every right. single time in in one of those spats. So right. Gary or this not. Is...
2: <laughs> I feel like most Blazer fans are very aware of this and like understand and like don't love ownership or anything. But it's like a lot of a lot of Blazer fans hate ownership and hate Jody Allen and want her to sell the team. And then Gary gets traded and comes out and says, like, yeah, it's not the best atmosphere. And then those same Blazer fans are like, fuck you, Gary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But honestly, I think it's all compounded
0: by the fact that he ended up on the Warriors. Whether he had been there before or not, I think for Blazer fans, if it was uh, Lakers or Warriors now, There'd be problems Lakers, with whatever, whatever position he took. The Warriors could on win the next felt ten
2: championships, and people would still hate the Lakers more just because that was those two I, I, I was
3: gonna, I was gonna ask, Dude, is is there as equal of hatred for Warriors fans? Oh, or there should you, not be. Are you
2: just biased? Are you just biased? Really, should you not get be. the hate? The, no, no, no. And I'm not even saying that to diminish anything the Warriors have done. I, I think just, there's a recency bias. For One, uh, I, really I think so. dude, Lakers still get like I, I'm not looking at the numbers, but like the Lakers get like 50 national televised games a year while sucking. I'm which talking is, about if, you,
0: if you're at Moda, there's gonna be that there's more of a comparison, and I think of uh, a hate because of the comparison of Dame and Steph, but I don't and...
2: people hate the Warriors. Oh you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. You're talking about ga- games like the way people behave at games isn't necessarily a reflection of mm. reality because when when Blazers fans go to Blazers versus Warriors games at Moda Center They get their shit rocked normally. When Blazers fans go to Blazers versus Lakers games at Moda in 2022 or 2023, they beat the Lakers because the Lakers are fucking trash. So in the in in the moment, are the the Blazers winning right now, or did they They, win? They 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 beat the Lakers. Yeah, because the Lakers are dog shit. But that's still like, but 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 look at how happy you are. The fans are to beat a horrible Lakers team. Oh, because when they they just beat the Warriors
0: last week, they were celebrating. Dude, fans were excited about that. That. And like they I don't understand talking all that. I understand
2: that. I understand that because the Warriors are good and they're the defending champs. But also, well, the leave Lakers are good. Beating the Lakers isn't an accomplishment, but it's celebrated like an accomplishment. Not just by Warriors fans or Blazers fans. It's celebrated as an accomplishment by everyone because everyone hates the Lakers and Blazer fans. Like the Warriors have never broken Blazer fans' hearts in the postseason. What? They've beaten them in the postseason. They've beaten them in the postseason. And there were the nothing best- compares to nothing. Yeah, no, I think okay. the Warriors can win the next I, ten I NBA not finals. Disagree with you, Blazers fans over twenty five right now would still be like, no, fuck Shaq but and Kobe. The,
0: but I'm, um, dude, yep. I'm not. I agree with you, but I'm not. But nothing has happened uh, uh, over the last ten years that has made Blazer fans hate Lakers, the Lakers even I, more. I think where the I, I, Warriors, I think the Lakers, have literally a... have literally come on the scene. And and right. ruined what Dame has been trying to build in Portland when it comes but to a they, playoff and championship contender including the-
2: a sweep in the western conference finals yeah but that wasn't the warriors ruining it it's easy probably for, to the blame- blazers best chance out of finals in dame's career probably but it's so easy to blame the front office for not supporting dame enough and running into not to call them a super team but I'm not saying it, it the has best. to be
0: exclusive one or the other but they, yeah people can hate
2: both i just don't think the warriors are as hateable as the Another uh, no, not a hateable. of a brand that the Lakers are. I arguing. literally
0: said it. Unless Gary went to the Lakers or the Warriors. they. I know. And and I, think the
2: Lakers, I think the Lakers would be worse. I think the Lakers would be worse.
3: It would be worse for me for sure. But uh, I have a question for you. So you were a Warriors fan like growing up coming from the Bay Area but the Warriors weren't a brand the way that they are now right like you you had people in the bay wearing warrior stuff but yeah like outside of the bay area you're not (laughs) seeing a bunch of people wear warrior stuff but now it is i would say now the maybe second biggest brand in the nba behind the lakers
0: yeah probably global brand
3: did that make you happy or did that make you like more envious towards new bandwagon Warriors fans or, or no?
0: At first, that's a good question. Cause at first, though, I was very annoyed with like these new fans. Like I'd go to Moda or the Rose Garden and go to Warriors Blazers, and there would be no Warriors gear in sight. None. Nothing. Right. Uh, and there was no Blazer fans in sight even because it was a bad matchup because the Warriors were <laughs> bad.
2: It wasn't so. really a playoff preview. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: and as the as the success grew, it was like this explosion, and it made me kind of annoyed to be like, "Well, we're fine. I'm happy you're a fan. I'm whether you're new or old. I don't care. Whether you were in the uh, hiding in the woodwork, and you just finally feel like you can come out and be proud of being a Warriors fan." Like sure. I don't do your thing. But it still made me it still bummed me out to be like, "Well, where were you any other time?" Like right. I wasn't I I almost I I enjoyed almost like the the bit of sarcasm involved of being a, a Warriors fan even in my young adulthood and I still would just go all out for any game. I'd be wearing a I'd right. be wearing a jersey on a Wednesday night to watch a game versus I don't know. Yeah, you were like at the... the
2: Warriors game with friends yeah. and family. Yeah. The Monte jersey. Don't do it. Warriors won the game, 127.9. <laughs> JP, please play five seconds of Hot tubbing on the late night by Ashka. Pulled into the Motel 6. It's at the Pool so <laughs> it, it,
3: it does help that they uh they changed their actual like branding and logo and jerseys to something that is very wearable. Uh and uh, it looks really cool compared to their like
0: the lightning bolt look actually was okay. It was okay. A, dude, it's kind of like it. The
2: lightning Oakland jerseys are so ill. I love yeah. those jerseys. They you like are, those?
0: It is working yeah. now. It it, yeah. it did fall out of favor hard and, and they like waited Baron too Davis. long. Yeah. yeah. And they waited too long to make a change when everyone was right. clawing. Because like B. Diddy comes in and they wear the city throwbacks like a couple times. And like everyone's buying him and Jay Rich, you know, with the with the cable car on him, jerseys. Oh yeah,
2: Nick Van Exel. No, fuck Van Exel. <laughs> I,
3: I have a Nick Van, Nick Van Exel
2: jersey. Oh man, you do have with a the Nick Van Exel. Lakers jersey. jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's. Betty hates the Lakers and he has a Nick Van Exel Lakers <laughs> yeah. jersey. Yeah, see.
3: See, I Major do like fans. Nick Van Axel.
2: Betty's not the representation. Betty likes jerseys more than he likes anything else. That's a different. For,
3: for basketball, that is. We, maybe I was going to say, we have, the an college actual, team.
2: we have actual Oregon State basketball to talk about. We just spent 20 <laughs> minutes on, no, they should hate the Lakers more. <laughs> um, everyone should always hate the Lakers more. Fuck the Lakers. I'm so happy they Except lost. Nick tonight. Van Axel. Shout out Nick Van Axel if you're listening. Uh, go His rip, name Rips, is just, it Rips sounds AD, cool. Baby. Me. Shut up, Benny. I am miss kidding. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, hey, well speaking, <laughs> Oregon State basketball and a team from LA. Not the La- the Blazers beat the Lakers and Oregon State beat USC. It's a great twenty four hour span for Oregon State basketball fans. Maybe thirty six hours, forty hours. I don't fucking know. It's about forty uh, hours now. About 48 hours, Oregon State beats USC for overall win number 10. Double digits, boys, beating the Trojans at Gill Coliseum. Big boy games from Glenn Taylor Jr. and Jordan Pope. Uh, in addition to scoring 18 points, uh, GTJ was all over the boards too and had some key rebounds uh, towards the end there to help preserve the win uh Casey Abekwe, first start. No 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 makes from the field but three <laughs> big blocks. Yeah. Uh, and those block <laughs> shots made uh every bit of difference in the game. He might game have been forcing it a little bit, but that's okay. He was forcing it. He he really he really wanted to do a good job. That's why yeah. we love Casey. Uh but yeah. Beating the Trojans, they should have be in the Trojans in LA earlier this year, and they get it done in Corvallis.
3: Yep it it feels uh it feels like a ball is starting to bounce a little bit more in our favor. What to a certain what, what, degree? What a
2: bold claim! <laughs> what a, what a bold <laughs> assertion! comes <laughs> <Calm> down, <laughs> baby. I agree <laughs> with you. I
3: agree with you. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, I don't know. That's the only thing that a I'm really looking forward to. It's starting is like... to
2: bounce towards the Donovan Grant vibes and the Donovan Grant. <laughs> vibes It's 11 Donovan grants bouncing a ball ever so slightly in the positive
1: direction.
2: Just this slow. It's a yo-yo. It's a slow motion yo-yo, but it's going the right way. But it's
3: slow motion in a in a very like cinematog cinematographer
2: cinematography way cinematographical a movie type way cinematic is the Uh, word you're looking for. That's right. I
0: don't have much to say about this week. I don't want to talk about UCLA, Uh, the USC game. (laughs) I, I We've missed, never I, broken I, down an Oregon State UCLA game on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 missed, so I missed horribly. the last final moments, but I, I hear like they they performed, they they kept their chins up, yeah, they 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 made it they made it happen. They put the nail in it. But I thought they came out with some intensity. Uh, they carried that all the way through to halftime. They came out of halftime with even more intensity. And what I think beyond all of that and this team just believing which I don't think they lose because they don't believe in themselves. I think they lose because they aren't on the same level as some of the teams that they lose to yet. And that's okay to be at. Unlike last season where it was more so like we lost to teams that we were on the same um, – we lost to a lot of teams that we, we were on the same level at, if not uh, higher than – or should have been higher than. But um, I think – I got I, I to throw up to Wayne Tinkle on here. I got. I got to give it to Wayne – Because I think he's starting to really find how to put the pieces of the puzzle together with a lot of Uh, young and new players in this program. And it is starting to deliver dividends. When you let uh, GT Jr. and you let Jordan Pope cook and you start to bring in the the right energy guys at the right time and you get the right matchups, yeah, you're going to see some good results. And, like, Look, no one else lit up the box score other than, than Jordan and Glenn, but yep. but we saw a lot of effort plays across the board, and like like you just see these guys trying to make their impact one way or another. So, I think that I think that uh, Tinkle is very close to to cracking the puzzle. And again, they can still make a run. There's still a Pac-12 tournament to uh, win. There is still a that Pac-12 right. tournament to win. Yep. Women's hoops, yeah. Women's hoops. About, I
2: don't even want to talk about women's
0: hoops. I know. <laughs> That's the, the last bad six them. games. in like, UCLA yeah, games. Me too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Losing streak hits six. This isn't territory we're used to. They need to figure yeah. out a win.
0: They need to figure out a win. And at this point, I feel like we need to we need to lean on the freshmen to to get them to that that victory. And yeah. Um. On on that on that same front, shout out Reagan. I mean, Ray had an incredible game against SC. When you put up 18 and you, you grab 16 boards, that is...
2: 18 and 16 and losing is tough. That
0: is yeah. tough. no kidding. But that is also, like, uncharted Oregon State territory. Uh, she's well on her way to continuing to build a massive legacy for herself, and I hope for this program that she needs to lead. I think that that's what it's going to come down to, is that if she can get, get vocal and really just... Like, try to set the tone for this team. They're looking for that right now. They're, and like, they just need something. They need something to help motivate them a little bit more than what, what, uh, Coach Rook's able to do. Um, but also, I don't like questioning, uh, Coach, but I don't know if something's wrong. Like, why, why is Tamia getting like less than 10
2: minutes a game? Yeah, unless she's hurt. That's,
0: uh, yeah, unless you're trying to, like, just like, yeah. Make sure that she doesn't re-aggravate something that keeps her even longer, and then you can keep her healthy for the Pac-12 run. Like we're not looking at a, a big postseason tournament at this point. Like unless we end up pulling through oh, in the Pac-12. no shot. Yeah. No shot. So like w- if if she's if she's available, like you got to play her. And if she's if she's hurt, then I get it. But like seven minutes, no matter what, like is is inexcusable in my mind. So. Peach, Blaylock, McGarner, Beers, all of them, Hansford, like just like let them do their thing. Let them figure out who's going to lead this team into the next phase. I think they're all sick of these shitty losses. <laughs> they're sick of them, and I and I don't know how you get out of that tailspin when you kind of run out the same formula every week, hoping that a veteran's going to help take control and put the team on the back and win the game. And it's not it, it isn't happening, and I'm not saying that it should. But that's that's the that's the pressure that Ruicks put on this squad to do, and then and, and I don't think that's fair. So we have five really really talented freshmen. Like like let's let them cook. Let's just see what happens. There's nothing else to lose at this point.
2: Yeah, you just are the Woody from Toy Story. Let them cook meme right now. <laughs> let them cook. Let them cook. I agree. I right. I agree. That's, that's all um, I got. That's, that's all. Only I got. only a few games left for for them to uh, get it get it back on track. So yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be uh, hoping. But I'm not <laughs> not a lot of optimism in, no. in this corner for 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 hoops.
3: No, and that's especially with a young team like this. Like that's what you need is you need them going into the off season feeling good about like at least the foundational oh, blocks that are going to need to be set before next year. So like well, going out with a bang I think is good. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yep. All
2: right, we got to go fast through the rest of this. Uh but Jim another great result this weekend not as great as it could have been. Uh we tied <laughs> oh. Cal at at Gill because uh some judges around some bullshit, but anyway cal <laughs> ranked number seven in the country a tie against cal season high it's points difficult to do season high points jade Carey wins another all around uh and you know according to uh, tanya chaplin you know it wasn't the the quickest start uh for the team um especially on vault but they were able to bounce back and uh really take advantage over another great home crowd uh at legendary Gil Costum, especially on the floor routine. Uh yeah. so uh Jim Beebs move up to number twelve
0: yeah. in the country. But uh speaking of the floor, at that point Jade Jay deserved a ten. I'm sorry. And I will I will stamp it. I know you talked about the
2: judges being on some bullshit and
0: she it deserved worked. a ten on the bars. She deserved a ten it. on the bars.
2: I'm loving this new era where it's like our social media is getting like the most engagement when we bitch about gymnastics judges because yeah. I did not see that I did not see that happening when we started this podcast and <laughs> and and it's it's happening now and it's fucking great and these athletes and uh, Tina Chaplin and her team deserve deserve this love so like. Being like, hey, hey, come on, show me the blemish, judge, and there's like a bunch of people in the replies, like right away, being like, what the fuck were they looking at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a prediction I had for this podcast uh, <laughs> twenty two months ago, you guys, and that's where we're at right now, and I love it, I love it. I, I don't love the blemishes uh, being inaccurately credited. Yeah, the to fake the blemishes. Final I don't these fake ass blemishes by these by these you know fake ass <laughs> judges. Allegedly, <laughs> ass judge. fake, you fake, fake ass. ass judge. You're a fake ass judge. to be, you This is fake ass, judgmental <laughs> ass shit happening right now. Um, but I love the enthusiasm and I love the engagement and I love the support it's it's exciting I agree I, I love that we have these segments where it's like oh yeah the sport we knew nothing about that we're really enjoying just getting into and I wish the judges knew what they were fucking doing
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we need fake ass oh. judges
3: shirts oh
2: <laughs> they show me the blemish shirts sold well last year we need, yeah they sold bring out bring those back uh, we should do like, fake ass
0: blemishes from fake ass
2: judges fake-ass. on the back <laughs> yeah you <laughs> <laughs> yes, with with a QR code that takes you to the samurai. Ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love everything that we come up with when we we're uh, twenty minutes late on Overtime, the podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> we shout out to Oregon State Jim and Tanya Chaplin and Maddie Dagen. Uh, our our homie and I believe the Maddie Dagan merch line is dropping soon very soon very very soon terry soon terry very 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 terry, terry. very ter- very very blackberry bbm soon uh, <laughs> that was for our uh, listeners who were on social in 2011 uh yes <laughs> men's golf canceled due to wins uh women's golf something we have to wait hold on uh amanda Minnie was exceptional on the opening day of the spring season. I'm reading this directly from the press release because we need to get out of here. Uh, She's led the Oregon State Women's Golf Team at the San Diego Classic on Monday. She began the tourney with a 3 over 75 in the morning round and followed that with a 1 under 71 in the afternoon and is tied for second place with 2 over 146. Six birdies and nothing worse than a bogey on the day. Sounds like my golf game, JP. The inverse of mine. Actually, no birdies. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Shout out to Amanda Minnie and Oregon State. State women's golf uh, through two rounds uh, in uh, California, and this that tournament will probably be over by the time we get this. Uh, to uh, live, published, listenable state. But good shit. Keep balling down there. <laughs> Women's golf. Yeah.
0: And happy Valentine's Day, uh, Beaver
2: fam. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day. You're happy our Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Do something nice for someone you love for this fake-ass holiday. <laughs> uh, if you want to do something nice for us, go to belligerentbeavs.com slash merch and spend a fuck ton of no. money. Go to your uh, podcast
0: platform of choice and give us a five-star review, Terry. I carried us into this episode. Do I have to carry us out?
2: No, no, no. All we want. (laughs) You don't want want me to carry us out. On this Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't know that I don't know that we can count on Benny to carry anything right now with the weight I... of that joint that we saw that's now <laughs> disappeared more and more as this episode's gone on. <laughs> please, please. And and I know some people have done this, but so if you're a Spotify listener, please go to the Belligerent Beeves podcast page and give it a five-star rating if you're an apple podcast listener go to the belligerent eve's apple podcast page give it a five-star review if you'd like to share some comments please do that let me know that you're i'm your favorite and not jp or benny Uh, (laughs) or you can you can let them you can say they're your favorite too as long as there's five stars in there i'll be okay with it uh but please you know rate review smash all of the subscribe buttons uh visit our website belligerentbeeves.com and our merch store belligerentbeavs.com slash merch and please 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 share the show with a friend no matter what happens all the seo all the social promotions all of the reviews and stuff word of mouth uh support is still the most effective uh form of support so uh, text the Beaver fam in your life right now and let them know hey there's this dope podcast they just recorded their Randy Moss episode and they'll be like Randy Moss went to Oregon State they'll be like no but he should have no but and, Terry got Randy Moss and Terry got Randy Moss by JP to open the door or open the episode open the door of the opening of the episode and they'll be like what the fuck are you talking about and you'll be like that's good that's the theme of the of the podcast they don't know what the fuck they're talking about you're already catching up you're already there you're basically a baby in the Beaver fam you can't spell chop them without hope and they'll be like i already know you can't spell chopping without hope it's right there you can't spell chopping without hope uh (laughs) for all of us here at the belligerent beams my name is terry horseman at terry horseman on twitter and at terrence Horseman on instagram i did the british one very fast because we need to get out of there out of here my co-host my beautiful beloved co-host jp bertram at jp bertram on instagram he's at the trill j on twitter that's at the underscore trill underscore Jay, because he's too real to be real, holding it down for Northeast Portland Bay Area local product for show. And up in Tacoma, he's Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Wehage. He's Benny blasting off to meet our um, extraterrestrials (laughs) in balloons and. Independence Day motherships and shit he's Benny with the good quaff he's Benny game. he's Benny burner uh, he's not even he's smiling Benny, about this he, he knows he's it's not, serious he's, he's, smile, he's smiling so <laughs> fucking hard because he's too fucking high because he smoked too big of a fucking joint uh, he doesn't want to admit it on the air he can't stop laughing because he's so tickled with how charming I am it has nothing to do with how high he is Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian V. Hage that's Benny L1986 on the social media channel <laughs> Again, hit him up on Twitter and Instagram. And hit us up, too, for gosh sakes. At Belligerent Beavs on Twitter. At Belligerent Beavs on Instagram. At Belligerent Beavs on Facebook. Do they use ads on Facebook, JP? I'm not sure. I think they uh, do. At Belligerent Beavs on Mastodon. At Belligerent Beavs on uh, YouTube. YouTube. At Belligerent Beavs on... You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. Just kidding. We're not on that shit. Uh, boy, we... Well, a number of our listeners probably are. So meet up with them there. Hit us up on our Patreon. Hit us up on our Discord. It's a good time. Always a good time in the Beaver Fam with the Bebes, And no matter what happens, no matter uh, how shitty hoop season goes, no matter who lied in the G- Gary Pay in the uh, second contract trade dispute, no matter how <laughs> many second round picks. Our moves, (laughs) no matter how many dumb hockey games Terry goes to, no matter what happens, no matter how many aliens try to come down and fight Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman and shit. And Benny. And Benny. Yeah. And what whoever else. You can't. (laughs) No one of those people, none of them, none can spell chop them without hope. So, chop them. Chop them. Chop
3: them. Bring back Bernice. And kill a whale. (laughs) and you should play kill a whale right when i said that
2: (laughs) these cuts are getting better and better